Welcome to Uncaged. Today we're speaking with Colleen Slaughter. Colleen is the managing partner of Authentic Leadership International. She is an executive coach. She's worked with Fortune 500 companies, non-governmental organizations and nonprofits, business leaders from over 60 countries. Colleen knows what she's doing in this executive coaching game. And clearly it's a space that has grown tremendously over the last five or six years. And really, really great to hear more from her about her perspective on that. But before we get there, Colleen, tell us a little bit about you and uh, your career. Oh, gosh. Yeah, there's a lot to say. Um, The short of it is I really had no idea what I wanted to do when I was first out of university. So I tried a whole spectrum. I was in pharmaceutical industry, worked in telecom, IT. I even worked for lawyers. And then finally found myself in business school and realized that what I really loved was changing, changing things every day. So I found myself after that into consulting, Mm -hmm. ended up traveling the world from there and eventually heard about coaching. Uh, It was a few years later that I made my way into it, but nonetheless uh, have had a varied career and which is mixed with a lot of different countries and a lot of different kinds of people. It's really exciting. I mean, Colleen, you've worked with hundreds of clients at this point as an executive coach. Tell me more about Authentic Leadership International and really the type of work that you and the team do. Yeah, well, thank you for that. I am... Well, as I mentioned briefly a few minutes ago, when I started understanding that going to coaching school would be a next great move for me, and midway through coaching school is when I realized, wow, like this is the thing I do want to do. It's not just a piece of credibility to get me into being an HR. It's like, I want to be a coach. I started asking my friends, what, what should I name it? And they said, well, definitely take the qualities that describe you. Uh, you're authentic, you're very international. Why not put those in there? And and so that's part of how the title came to be. Mm-hmm. Of course, because leadership is just a topic that I'm super passionate about. It's a topic that gets thrown around a lot. And the title, the way that we take leadership is not so much about a, a role, a salary, a place in hierarchy, but much more about a mindset and the gumption to act on that. So someone at a lower level quote, which I don't like using that term, but just to make it clear, who has this awesome visionary mindset Mm -hmm. is so much more a leader than someone who might have a high salary and be high in the company, but not necessarily be inspiring to the people who work with him. So that's the first thing is really what leadership is. And the idea that truly being a bolder leader, because my company be a little bit confusing on the site because the name's Authentic Leadership International and the site is Mm boldermoves.com. And the reason why we brought in Boulder Moves is because being authentic, especially in today's world, is can be really challenging, right? Especially if we look a lot, um, I lived in, Obviously, I'm an American from Kentucky, a North American, I say, or U.S. American, as I say, for the Canadian friends. Um, 
and having lived in the States a long time, uh, I've had a taste of, of what it's like very often working for organizations there. And very often it, it's hard to truly be oneself. And that's true in many other parts of the world as well. So it takes a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. And in addition, we often say what where the rubber meets the road in leadership is in that tenacity to work, to shift one's mindset, to shift mm -hmm. one's habit of thinking. Right. And so that's where the idea of moves comes in and bolder moves, because for many of us, it's outside our comfort zones. If it weren't, yeah. we'd already be doing it. No, I mean, I think what you said up front, this idea of the mindset is so critical. And it's funny, as someone who leads organizations, you see that sometimes with younger people that are coming up, you see them, you go, oh, that person they have the mindset, like it's a trait that in fact, actually, I would say you look for when you're looking for future leaders of the company, right? It's quite an important, quite an important thing. But, you know, I'd be curious, leadership space has gotten a lot of focus over the last, I'd say, you know, I said five years, it could be longer in reality. But, you know, I noticed that there were so many companies building out platforms and executive coaching. And nowadays, if you're a leader, and you don't have executive coaching, you seem like you're missing something. I mean, I've been in conversations where I think everybody around the table had an executive coach. And so tell me a little bit about where you see the industry today and what people are really interested in. Yeah, so that is an awesome question. And what Rob comes up for me as you were speaking is it really depends on what part of the country. Mm. So I live in a part of the world uh, in France where my experience is most people don't have a coach. Most people wow. aren't clear what it is. So some parts of the world are not quite on the same wavelength as others when it comes to coaching. I would argue that not only leaders, but anyone could be bettered with a coach yeah. because coaching is all about creating the future we want. And we're all humans and we're all going to have our limiting mindsets in one way or another. And so help in overcoming them. And none of us has, has eyes in the back of our heads. So being able to have that feedback and that cheerleading can be extremely helpful. Mm -hmm. But where I see coaching going, um, and it could be my own bias because definitely for me, that's the true value of coaching is in helping shift mindset. Yes. So there's a lot of coaching that focuses, if we take the metaphor of the iceberg, that focuses only on the tip, right? The behavior piece and shifting a behavior with a behavior. But very often, if we look at New Year's resolutions, for example, how many out there want to go to the gym in January, right? It's packed. We think we're going to lose weight or exercise more. Yes. But what happens by March? Empty, right? And I've definitely been there. And why is that? Well, probably because we're trying to change a behavior with the behavior, without really understanding the root of, well, is it really that I don't want to exercise or do I just not want to be stuffed up in a gym, right? Maybe I need fresh air or maybe I want to do some yoga flows. So that is an example of why going deeper, which can be a little bit uncomfortable or a lot, depending on what we're talking about, but it's worth it because then it's like, we can't go back. I think it was Einstein who said, we cannot go back 
to once we've experienced something new, we can't go back to seeing it differently. Mm-hmm. It was interesting you highlighting kind of the geographical differences. Are you finding that in Europe today that there is kind of a reluctance to coaching still, or is it just an awareness thing? Just kind of people getting used to it? Um, parts of Europe. Some yeah. parts are really advanced. And this is just me, uh, just, but I, I, I do work and travel around. Mm-hmm. The Netherlands, for example, they're very advanced in my right. experience. Um, the UK as well, they're also quite advanced. Uh, Ireland, similarly. But there are countries such as France, for example, Spain, Italy, where it's going to take a while for this to take more hold. And the coaches that do exist, at least the ones that I know for the most part in France, are mostly around behavior uh, mm-hmm. coaching that we might call transactional, at least to my knowledge. And I you know, say that just, just that there obviously are different kinds of coaches. When, when I started looking at where to go to coaching school, I really had no idea because I saw over hundreds of schools are listed alone mm-hmm. with the International Coaching Federation. Mm -hmm. And that's just one certification body. And so that alone tells you the different kinds of coaches, not to mention that it's not an industry that's regulated, like like medical doctors, lawyers, accountants, which have to have a degree and pass a test in order to practice. It's not like that with coaching. So Mm -hmm. literally anybody can say, I'm a coach, I coach so-and-so, and even if they haven't gone to coaching school. So the fact is it's on the one hand prevalent as a career. On the other hand, when we start scratching and looking around certifications, around the kinds of coaching one does, and then of course there's personalities. And that's really important because fit and trust are the key elements for any kind of coaching relationship. Yeah, it's a really interesting shift. You know, I think back at some of my roles in large corporations, and certainly there were always kind of leadership coaches, but they were absolutely focused on behavior. You know, usually an issue had been flagged for somebody, and suddenly they would be given a coach. <laughs> Is it right. a punishment thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it was interesting because for quite a while that influenced my perspective on the leadership coaching space, but it's radically changed now. I look at truly the highest functioning executives that I know, the people that are really just crushing it, and they all have coaches. They all have coaches. And so it's, clearly something that is assisting them in one perhaps building that mindset that you talked about probably the mindset that shifts behavior so that's all good but Colleen let me shift gears for a second here because it's always interesting for me to understand what is it that gets you up in the morning to do this Colleen I mean what really kind of ignited this passion to uh, go into this space So those are two different questions, actually. Well, (laughs) they could be one in the same. So the one in the same answer is that it's just so me. Like Mm -hmm. I feel fully alive when I do it. And I do feel that that's my mission here in this life is just to be a channel for all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, How did I come into it? I 
literally heard about it. I was in management consulting at a boutique consulting firm in Paris. Mm-hmm. The consulting firm at the time in France, apparently this is one of the first times that they had a, a master coach and consultants in the same house. I had heard about it. I thought there's something registering with me. I'm really intuitive. And I tend to, whenever I know something really resonates, I go for it. And I thought that's going to be me, but I was my young thirties still trying to prove myself. It felt Mm -hmm. kind of like a pipe dream. So I pushed it off several years. Uh, What had me go back into it was a move back to the States. I had had reverse culture shock, Mm. which is real guys. It's real. And I thought I've got to do something really different and not just about moving back to Europe, not just about it. Just, I need to shift completely because it was so easy for me to just revise my resume either send it to new companies or send it to the same company for a different role. And I thought I need this absolute step change. So I ended up going to coaching school. And at the time I thought I'm going to do this as a feather in my hat. So when I go back into the corporate world, it's going to be for HR org design, talent management, something like that. And midway through, I said, forget the feather. This thing is the whole hat. Like this is me. Um, and so it lights me up. Mm-hmm. Am I always perfect? No, you could talk to, you know, you probably have some clients, you know, of course not, but is, yeah. is the intention there? Absolutely. That's awesome. And, I mean, it's yeah. such a gift when you can realize that about yourself. This is what your passion is. And then you're able to build that, which is great. Colleen, question for you. So when you do your coaching, is it in person? Is it all virtual or mix? How does that work? So it's a good question. And one thing to clarify too is coaching is part of it, but I also facilitate teams. Okay. So one of the things we always say is first self, and then team, and then business unit or org. So basically, we we can't give what we don't have. So right. that's why you're absolutely right. And starting with self is really important. Mm. And that's why these leaders that you're, you've mentioned sitting around the table that I'll have a coach, they're doing the one-on-one thing. Right. And then they can go and be inspirational to their teams. Right. right? So uh, most of what I do is in person. Uh for facilitation, for coaching, most of it, it has been virtual even before COVID. Mm-hmm. But during COVID, we learned how to also facilitate virtually. Mm-hmm. So I do both. Uh, it's a joy. You and I were talking earlier. I've just arrived here in Venice. Oh. I, I get to go to some really cool places. So that's part of it to work mm-hmm. with a team, um, actually a South African team tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So um that's part of the joy of what I do as well as meeting all kinds of people and yeah. all over the world, literally, but both virtual and in person, and they both can be very effective. Wow. Well, I mean, wonderful to be in Venice. And I think that that mix is clearly key. And I like the element of the personal combined with that team element, because you can kind of capture different dynamics, obviously, in those scenarios. Well, it really helps create a chain reaction of change when the leader is role modeling. In fact, that's absolutely critical. That's great. So, I mean, 
Colleen, we live in interesting times. Here we are in 2023. I would say that uh, we've lived this roller coaster really from pre-pandemic through the pandemic, and now we're in an interesting economic cycle. When you look out over the rest of this year and into next year, what's on the horizon for you and for leaders out there? Wow. Um you know, I had a conversation with someone about this yesterday who was talking about company culture. Mm. And that person has a stance that the company culture stays what it is. And it might be up to a coach to help bring it out and solidify it and make it more coherent. Mm. But I would argue that a company can't afford that. Not with, as you say, these interesting times we're in or as probably heard VUCA, right? The volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous. So the biggest thing is is not only reacting to these crazy things that go on in the world, but being proactive to the degree that we can. So there's a lot happening. I mean, there's a lot, for example, going more digital, working more agilely, more and more thank you millennials in particular but not only there's a drive for more meaning at work right and part of it is i think it was the center for disease control in the u.s said the most dangerous disease out there now is loneliness Mm. right from the hybrid working or full-on working virtually or what we mentioned earlier feeling like we can't really be who we are feeling not included. And we get in, of course, to the diversity and inclusion, which is also a really important theme. So the more that we can also create meaning and help people genuinely belong, and it sounds so simple, like, well, of course they belong, but there's so much we can do in our behavior, there we go again, and our mindset and our values that might be excluding in different ways. So the more we can create a sense of purpose alignment with common values, Mm -hmm. the more people will want to go, like you used the phrase earlier, why do you want to get out of bed? That's why people want to get out of work when they want to go there, even in the harder days, when there is a, a real mission in place. Yeah. Um, I might give another example. Go ahead. Um, So working with a, a biotech company who is developing an amazing drug that could save millions of lives. But up until recently, the company has just felt they get caught up in the team politics mm-hmm. and forgetting their why, right? And that's the most, the more, the why is they're creating good in the world. They're literally saving lives with what they're doing. Yeah. So that's the piece that I think is going to be really more and more important to bring people back to. And I think that for really kind of, I think, maybe a generational question is if you look at anybody that's younger than millennials, right? So Gen Z, all these folks coming up, understanding their motivations, their mindset, and understanding how to manage and conduct things cross-generationally has been, I think, such a fascinating new set of challenges. You know, you said something, you know, thank you millennials for making us aware. You're absolutely right. I think, you know, being a Gen Xer myself, 
I think that um, those first conversations you have with the younger generations where the conversation kind of was like, yeah, um, you know, I don't really do things that way. And you're like, wow, I don't think I ever was able to say that, you know. <laughs> it came from a whole different style of leadership, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, Colleen, yeah. thank you so much for being on Uncaged today. It's been great talking yeah. with you. We've been speaking with Colleen Slaughter. Colleen, if someone wanted to learn more about you and Authentic Leadership International, tell us the best places to get in touch with you. Yeah, well, there's two things. One, you can check out my website, which I mentioned earlier, which is boldermoves.com. Not the boulder in Colorado. A lot of people <laughs> think it's that, why I don't know, but it's B-O-L-D-E-R. M-O-V-E-S.com. Uh, by the way, I do a weekly Boulder move. You'll see that in the first fold. It's a lot of people like it. So feel free to sign up. Um, and otherwise I have an email, which is Colleen at bouldermoves.com. And my name is C-O-L-L-E-E-N. Yeah, and delighted to connect. That's great. Well, Colleen, thank you again. We've been speaking with Colleen Slaughter. She's an executive coach. She's also the managing partner of Authentic Leadership International. Um, Colleen has extensive experience as an executive leadership coach. She's a specialist in all aspects of leadership effectiveness, communication savvy, and personal influence. I think the thing that stood out for me today is really this focus on the mindset and trying to shift the mindset of individuals. And anybody can be leaders. I would say as someone who leads an organization, I find leaders at all levels of my businesses and very clear when it stands out. And it really is something that needs to be cultivated. So Colleen, thank you so much for being on the show. And we look forward to having you back. Well, thank you. I appreciate the, the chance to share all of this. Cheers. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.